Okay, next. So the fourth chakra is called the heart chakra, also called anahata in Sanskrit, which is roughly translated to unhurt. I'll get more into that later. But the heart chakra is associated with the element of air. The heart chakra is the center chakra located in the center of the chest, right? So it serves as the bridge between the lower and the upper chakras. It kind of unifies and integrates the two areas of your body. So the lower chakras have to do with your physical existence and your upper chakras have to do with your spiritual existence. And it's through the heart that these two parts of you are integrated and you can be balanced spiritually, physically, and mentally. Basically, the heart chakra serves as the unifier of spirit and body. That's why it's super important to open and heal. So this chakra is associated with forgiveness, emotional safety, absence of fear, gratitude, hope, trust, and kindness. So when the heart chakra is open and in healthy alignment, you'll feel surrounded by love, compassion, and joy, and you'll just feel this connection to everything around you. You'll have this feeling of openness to all experiences in life. Even when you have challenges, especially in relationships, these challenges will flow through you and are resolved with ease. Nothing seems too big or too scary, right? So an open heart chakra really allows us to see the beauty and love that's constantly around us. Like the world is full of beauty. There's so many things we're blessed with, but if your heart is closed, then this beauty might as well not exist. And the world just seems kind of dark and negative, right? So it's important to have an open heart chakra in order to truly connect not only to ourselves, but to our loved ones and the natural world around us. This chakra is also really important because it helps direct love back to ourselves in order for us to truly be able to love and accept ourselves in our bodies. So it has to do with self-love and self-acceptance as well. It helps raise your vibes, you know what I'm saying? And um, with that said, how do you know if your heart chakra is closed? What are the symptoms? On a mental, emotional level, pervasive feelings of loneliness or emptiness, isolating yourself excessively. Even though you want to connect to others, you may just be a loner. You may also hold grudges against people you love. You know, you hold a lot of grudges, you hold a lot of resentment. You frequently feel jealous, you feel defensive, irritable, aggravated, exhausted, cranky, uninspired. You may feel disconnected from the people and things around you and life in general. And even if people tell you they love you, you may not feel it or even believe it. And this can also manifest as a fear of intimacy or difficulty trusting others. And overall, you may find it hard to develop and keep healthy relationships. And when I say healthy relationships, you may be able to have relationships, but it may be a common theme in your life that you either take on the role of the rescuer or the victim. You know, someone that needs help, that needs to be saved. And when you're a rescuer, you see yourself as like a martyr in a way. Like you're sacrificing yourself because this poor person needs your help so bad. And that may give you a sense of purpose for a little bit, but over time you will feel resentment because it's not a true healthy connection. And it can also manifest as shyness, sadness, depression, or anxiety. But on a physical level, symptoms of blocked energy in this area can manifest as certain ailments or disease, especially dealing with the heart, lungs, and the circulatory system. You know, whether that's poor circulation, high or low blood pressure, or other heart and lung conditions like bronchitis or respiratory infections. 
The heart chakra also deals with the shoulders, chest, or, you know, breast area, as well as your arms and hands. So blockages aren't exclusive to just, you know, the middle of your chest. It can also extend to issues with arthritis, for example, but it also deals with the lymph system, beginning with the thymus gland, which is really important for a strong immune system in order to fight off infection and keep your body strong and healthy. That's why holding in your emotions can make you sick. I truly believe that whenever you're really, really sad and you want to cry, but you don't allow yourself to cry and you just hold it in, that can cause sickness like pneumonia or just overall issues with your immune system and getting sick a lot because these negative emotions just stay in your body and stagnate and they block healthy energy from flowing through it. And this might be too far-fetched for some people to believe, but breast cancer and lung cancer, maybe it has to do with not enough love going into the body or going out of the body. So it's definitely very environmental and love really can heal you, right? Love heals all. Cringe. But also other symptoms of a blocked heart center are, you know, when you meet someone super joyful and whenever you look at their face, you just feel pure joy and they just give off such a good vibe, right? You can just see it in their eyes. Well, whenever you have a blocked heart center, there's no light in your eyes, right? Even if you smile, it doesn't look genuine. That spark is gone. That comes from your heart chakra. If there's no joy in your heart, then there's no joy in your face. You look a little bit dead, you know? You're not spontaneous and just rolling with life, and your body is closed off, and you may hold your breath. If you notice when you're anxious, you may hold your breath or take really shallow breaths, and then your upper body starts to hunch over more and more and more. In these moments, it's really important to take like a few moments to breathe deep into your stomach and to really drop your shoulders and allow this density to be released. And especially if you work at a desk a lot or high stress environments, or you know, you look at your computer all day, your shoulders collapse in, your posture's bad, and that closes off your heart center even more. And can cause you to feel scared, anxious. You may also withhold yourself from others, right? So you may be a chronic observer of your environment or the people around you, but you don't participate or contribute in an authentic way. So you're kind of just like a wallflower in life. You're always watching, but you're afraid of being seen. You're afraid of others experiencing you and getting to know you on a deeper level. Some benefits of opening your heart chakra, there's a lot, but uh, we'll start with this interesting fact. So our brains are actually governed by our heart, right? So our heart gives messages to the brain and our brain obeys those messages, right? So this is why the root of mental illness is usually unresolved emotional pain. And like I said earlier, anhata means unhurt, right? So it's past pain and hurt that causes our heart chakra to close. And it's up to us to sit with this pain, understand it and release it in order for our heart chakra to open hence unhurt. So the key to an open heart chakra is releasing grief, sadness, resentment, anything that we're holding on to that still causes us pain today. We have to let that go in order for free-flowing love, compassion, and empathy. And because you're radiating this positive, good energy, you'll attract more of the same positive things in life. Like attracts like, and whatever you give off, you'll get back. Okay, now that we have all that out of the way, the million dollar question is how can you open your heart chakra? How can you bring this energy back to balance? Well, for starters, it's really important to understand that the heart chakra involves your inner child, right? So if your heart chakra is closed, your inner child might be hiding due to fear. And you can't force your inner child to come out, right? Because you have to remember that when something goes into hiding, whether it's an animal, a child, a person, whatever, 
It's a defense mechanism, right? It's a form of self-preservation or protection. And the more you try to force it out, that'll only traumatize them or cause them to go even deeper into hiding. So in order to combat this, follow these few steps. All right, listen up. So step one, you have to become aware of what's preventing your heart chakra from opening. So investigate what emotions you're struggling with that are keeping your heart closed. And this is personal for everyone, obviously, but some things to ask yourself are, have you been hurt in the past or recently? It doesn't matter how small this pain might be to other people. It only matters how it affected you. Like, I can't emphasize that enough. Like, trauma is trauma, period. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, you're holding on to this pain because your pet goldfish died when you're 10. To other people, they may be like, okay, who cares? But if that deeply affected you, then it still deeply affected you. And if someone tries to invalidate that, or if you invalidate your own pain, that benefits nobody, right? Because not only are you still holding on to the pain, but you're also kind of beating yourself up for feeling this pain. And it kind of compounds this pain with like guilt and shame. And we end up with even more negative energy, which makes the situation worse, right? So what emotional memories are unhealed that you still carry around in the back of your mind? Especially in terms of grief, right? Because grief is probably the number one emotion that closes the heart chakra. So it's important to investigate what situations in your life left you feeling heartbroken or as if love was taken away in some way. So that can be through breakups or through a death of a loved one, but grief is a really important emotion to look at and understand. Another question to ask yourself is, what do you feel in response to the word relationship? And that can mean friendship or romantic, it doesn't matter. But whenever you think of, you know, like a connection with another person, how does that make you feel? So some people may have trust issues and they say that people aren't trustworthy and I hate other people. For me personally, I used to be such a hater. I used to be such a hater. Like whenever I saw couples walking down the street, like holding hands or being cute, I would be repulsed. I'd be like, literally stop. Like you're gross. I don't want to see that. Get that away from me. Get out of my face. You know what I'm saying? But at the time I was dealing with a lot of issues in terms of relationships and dating, right? So I was just jaded. I felt like I couldn't trust anybody. So when I saw other people happy and in love, it actually repulsed me. I was like, you guys are gross. Low key preying on their downfall. I hate to say it, but I'd be like, Ugh, I hope you guys break up. I know I'm dark, okay? I'm not I'm not going to I'm not a perfect person, okay? I can be very negative too, but I'm working on it. Um yeah, so basically how do you feel about the word relationship or about relationships in general? Step 2, stop suppressing your emotions, right? It's super important to be open with your emotions if you want your heart center to be open and healthy. So if we think about how children are open books when it comes to their emotions, right? You know, they'll cry when they want attention. They'll throw a fit when they're angry. They'll just say whatever's on their mind. Also, that causes a lot of problems and that's not considered polite all the time. So children learn to turn these instincts off. But this is the natural state of children before the world hardens us and teaches us to hide our emotions, right? We're born with these gifts of being in touch with our emotions, but then we suppress this gift and throw it away as if like it's some burden. And in our world, it may feel like a burden to be, you know, so in touch with your emotions because our world is so cut off. Our world's so insensitive and just not not super healthy emotionally, but we have to realize that this isn't healthy and it might be normal, but it shouldn't be. And over time and through our life experiences, not only do we mask how we feel, but we may become completely disconnected from how we feel. 
And this can manifest as not only being disconnected from your body, but also not knowing how to identify your emotions, especially because our emotions show up in certain parts of the body and that can help us understand like what's going on for us internally. But if you're not connected to you know your body and you don't know what these sensations are telling you, your body will just kind of become numb and you don't really know how you're feeling. For a lot of people, this can show up as not knowing the specific nuances of emotions. You only know good and bad. Like I feel good today or I feel bad or I feel really bad. And oftentimes we know this too late. We start to understand our emotions too late, you know, after something kind of bad went down. So it's really important to get in touch with your emotions and express them in a healthy way. One spiritual teacher said this, Repression of emotions is the undoing of the heart chakra. That is one of the main things that is harmful for our heart is repressing how we feel. So in order to connect to our inner child and open our hearts, you have to become aware of how you feel to express these feelings in a healthy way and learn how to release these emotions instead of cling to them. I'll link a video in the description called How to Express Your Emotion, which is really beneficial and I think it might help you guys. So check it out if you want. Step three to opening the heart chakra. You need to look at your relationship with yourself, which is arguably the most important relationship we need to maintain and nurture, right? Because that's the only constant thing in our life as long as we're alive and breathing. We will always be with ourselves. We can never leave ourselves. But it's also important to look at this because lack of self-love is a major contributor to our heart chakra being closed. Whether through constant criticism of yourself, picking yourself apart, or maybe you don't like the way you look, so you don't take care of yourself, you don't eat healthy, and it's just like a constant negative cycle. So it's important to be aware of your negative self-talk and try to flip these thoughts in the moment. Be aware of not only your self-criticism, but also be aware of how you criticize the world around you, whether in your relationships or just with random people on the street. Just be more aware of how you view the world and how you label things around you, right? So don't condemn yourself or force yourself to, you know, not be critical because that oftentimes ends up as like toxic positivity. So don't beat yourself up for being critical. Just be more aware of this negativity in the moment. Be present with it and sit with it and just see like what the pattern is of your thoughts and judgments, you know, and see where they come from. And with things like talk therapy, it may be helpful in terms of understanding why your heart may close or in terms of, you know, changing your unhelpful ways of viewing or navigating the world that may have protected you in the past, but now they're only holding you back. It's good in terms of kind of working through those issues, but according to Sonia Chaquette, who's a spiritual teacher that's really helpful, I actually used a lot of her information for this episode, but according to Sonia Chaquette, talking it out and rehashing your trauma and life experiences won't actually open your heart chakra. Sometimes it'll uh, re-traumatize you and bring this pain to like the forefront of your mind as if you're experiencing it all over again. So it's not always helpful for certain people who have maybe experienced a lot of pain in their life. So one of the most effective ways of opening your heart chakra is through letting your inner child play and have real fun. We have to create a sense of safety and security that lures this inner child out of hiding. You kind of have to entice them. And one of the easiest ways to do this is by making a playlist of music that you love that reminds you of the best periods of your life or your childhood, right? So for me, I love the Bee Gees and ABBA, right? Because whenever I was a child... On Sundays, my dad would, he would play like old 60s, 70s, 80s music on the speakers. So like ABBA, Bee Gees, some Michael Jackson, some Fleetwood Mac. 
But anyway, the heart chakra is super responsive to music, right? So any type of music you enjoy is good for opening the heart. As long as you enjoy it and it brings you joy. Disney musicals like Aladdin or The Little Mermaid, that can be very helpful for some people. But this gets you out of your head and your thinking brain, which replays past emotional hurt and constantly gives you reasons that you should stay closed off and gives you reasons that like you shouldn't connect other people. You shouldn't open yourself up. So if we like look back on our childhoods, we had the biggest imaginations. Like children are so creative, constantly coming up with ways to entertain themselves. But again, we lose this creativity and imagination as we get older because the world has to do with more concrete thinking and there's no time to have fun and imagine other things, right? There's no point. But listening to music that reminds you of the best periods of your younger years or your life, this can help open up your imagination. And this can also help your heart chakra begin to reopen. And it's also really important to sing along to this playlist. Sing along like nobody's watching. And I know that can be hard for some people, especially if you share a house with others. It's like scary, right? But you know, if you feel comfortable, sing in the shower. I know I do when no one's home. Also, I feel like cars are really private and that's a good place to sing too. So just blast your music, roll the windows up and just sing along in the car. And this will help open up your heart chakra as well as open up the throat chakra, which is also known as the chimney of the heart, right? So if your heart is open and balanced, then your words will be full of love and positivity. But if your heart is full of pain and is closed, then you may kind of speak negative or nasty words that are hurtful and, you know, you may regret them after. But in the moment, all this pain just caused you to be so nasty and lash out. So if you deal with that, then maybe sing some songs, y'all. Like open up that heart and throat. Super important. Also, dancing is really beneficial for the heart chakra. So you can dance along to this playlist or you can just dance in general. I'm not a huge dancer. It makes me uncomfortable unless I'm drunk. So if this is the case for you, just move as much as you're comfortable. You can either jump around and be crazy or just, you know, just move your hips and let that energy flow through your body. Because whenever you dance, it actually helps move that prana. And it's believed that dancing and singing is actually an expression of the spirit. So if that's the case, then do both of those things as much as possible and it'll be really good for your health and well-being. Lastly, for your heart, I know this was a long list, but I feel like the heart chakra is one of the most important energy centers to learn about, not only from a health and like immune system perspective, but just from a life experience perspective, because if your heart's closed, it'll have an effect on your entire experience of life and your relationship to other people and just everything in general. It affects everything, right? But the last way you can open your heart chakra is if you have a pet, go play with your pet, whether through, you know, playing fetch or taking them for a walk in the park or just hanging out and like cuddling them. But being around any animals, whether it's horses, birds, or going to the zoo or aquarium, being around animals is very beneficial. That's why they have like therapy horses. I know at my school during finals week, they had emotional support animals, like petting animals. They would bring it to like the student union and tell us to come by and visit these emotional support animals during finals week because it'll help you feel better. At the time, I was like, this is not going to help me feel better. So I never, I never partook, but maybe I should have looking back. But hanging out with your pet and being around animals, it brings out that childlike sense of wonder that you may have lost. And it helps you get out of your head where you're always thinking about yourself and just brings you to the present moment where you're experiencing this 
amazing creature right in front of you. But essentially anything that brings you back to your childhood, whether it's certain games or activities or or even going to Disneyland, right? This can help you remember and experience what an open heart chakra feels like. So maybe it's not so bad to be childish as long as it's the right kind of childish. I'll leave a yoga video that I really like for the heart chakra in the description if you guys want to check it out. But yeah, there's a lot of yoga poses, specifically chest openers that help unblock this energy center. Anyway, next is the fifth chakra or the throat chakra, also known as Vishuddha in Sanskrit. I'm really trying to pronounce these right, y'all. And the throat chakra is associated with the element of space or ether. And the ether, it basically has to do with the heavens. So this element is the essence of emptiness and the space provided by it. It's basically the space in which all four other elements inhabit, right? So earth, water, fire, and air, that all makes up the broader term of ether. So ether is pretty abstract. It can't be seen, right? It can only be kind of experienced in the mind in a way. And the throat chakra controls your ability to speak fluently or express yourself. And not only express yourself verbally, right? But also in terms of being seen and being authentic for who you are. So it has to do with speaking your truth. And it's believed that your life purpose unfolds through the throat chakra. So if your throat is blocked, it could get in the way of you not only following, but also finding your life purpose and really aligning with whatever that purpose is. But some symptoms of a blocked or out of alignment throat chakra are communication difficulties or holding back on your personal truth for fear of other people's judgment or for fear of backlash due to the people around you wanting you to be a certain way and you believe that you have to fulfill that role for them, which by the way, you don't. Also issues with expressing yourself through art, music, or whatever you may create. You may like create stuff and never put it out there because you're afraid. You're afraid of judgment, right? And this has to do with fear of being seen or heard. Also, social anxiety is caused by a blocked throat chakra because you feel like whatever you say may not be right or that what you say may be taken the wrong way. Basically, any sort of feeling where you're anxious about speaking in front of others or being seen or you're nervous about communicating to others, right? So class presentations, I used to not like them at all because it just made me so nervous. And this was a throat chakra issue. And on the flip side, you may talk too much. You may divulge too many personal details. You may not know when to stop talking, especially when you're nervous. You may just talk about anything, right? So whenever you're in social situations or any situation that involves expressing your opinions and beliefs, if you're scared of saying the wrong thing or you're scared of your own beliefs being wrong or taken out of context or, you know, you're afraid that people may get offended by it. So you kind of either hold your tongue or it just causes these intense feelings of anxiety. Your throat chakra is probably blocked due to a past event you experienced where you expressed yourself and you were punished for doing so. And that memory kind of stuck with you, right? And as a result, in future situations, you protect yourself from this expectation of punishment or belief that you're going to say or do the wrong thing. So if your parents used to punish you for speaking up for yourself or for, you know, talking back or expressing beliefs that were different from theirs, or if you were once publicly humiliated or something happened and like everyone was staring at you and laughing at you, even if they weren't, but you perceived that situation as such, it's good to release this shame. It's good to release these negative feelings and really heal that wound and get over these past fears. 
And the throat chakra, it begins to develop in our early childhood, right? So about the time we start going to school and start socializing with other kids and learn how to communicate with adults, you know, around like five-ish. Some sources say five to 12. Some sources say seven to 12 years old. But these years of life, we're learning how to navigate the world, learning how to communicate our truths and express ourselves. And because this chakra develops when we're children... If you felt that it was difficult for your voice to be heard when you were young, you may have throat chakra blockages, right? So maybe you felt that even when you asked for help or expressed your opinions or thoughts, you felt that you weren't heard or that there was no point to even expressing these things, right? Because maybe you felt that the people around you didn't care. And in adult life, this can manifest as introversion. So maybe the whole introvert versus extrovert thing is really just based off of your conditioning as a result of your childhood and how you've learned to interact with people around you. A blocked throat chakra can also manifest as having a hard time asking for help. So you know that saying, it's like, if you don't ask, then the answer is always no. Yeah, so true. This fear is due to fear of rejection or fear of hearing no. So it's important to work through and understand why you have these fears of rejection or why you would rather not ask at all than hear someone say no. But on a physical level, a closed throat chakra can result in ailments in the throat area. So things like thyroid issues and tonsil issues or always having a sore throat ear problems and hearing problems, as well as shoulder pain, dental issues, and mouth ulcers. Those are commonly caused by throat chakra blockages. If you guys have ever experienced a knot in your throat whenever you're trying to speak or you're in the middle of a difficult conversation, this feeling of a knot is actually an energy block. And in order to remove this dense energy that's keeping you from speaking your truth, you have to identify the emotion and thoughts that are causing it, as well as the situations from the past that may have caused you to have these feelings about expressing yourself, right? So what about the current situation is mirroring your past trauma that caused these feelings of fear, guilt, shame, or any kind of negative emotion that is holding you back from expressing yourself freely. So yeah, the throat chakra, it governs all body parts between our nose and chest, but especially in the throat, mouth, and ears. And that's really interesting because these are the main body organs involved in giving off information through talking and whatnot, but also in terms of receiving information through hearing and smells. And blockages can have an impact on how we process the information around us. And it can skew these things based on our own negative emotions that we're holding on to. Also, neck and jaw pain is commonly caused by a blocked throat chakra. So some easy ways to open this energetic center is by surrounding yourself with the color blue, right? So I like to just wear the color blue. I really think it helps open the throat chakra. So wear the color blue, surround yourself with the color blue. Also, the pitch of G. Okay, so that, I hope it's close to the pitch of G. You can go on YouTube and look up the G pitch, and there's plenty of videos and frequencies that are on there. But essentially, this vibration, if you do it, it's like, you can feel that it actually stimulates the throat chakra area. So, you know, like between your collarbones, there's that little indentation. Whenever you hum that note, it kind of stimulates the area and you can feel the energy kind of vibrating from that area. And that's your throat center, right? So humming the pitch G, but also just singing in general and getting the energy moving in that area 
if you want to do that childhood playlist thing that I was talking about in the heart chakra section, that will open up both the heart and the throat and it'll be so good in general because these two chakras, the throat and the heart, they're connected and their individual health depends on each other. Also keep in mind, if you're really into like the esoteric, like woo-woo stuff, I don't even like the word woo-woo because it's such a negative way to describe spiritual concepts, you know, but whatever. But if you're kind of more into those, I guess, holistic ways of healing, there are certain essential oils and crystals that resonate and help with each chakra. I'm not going to mention those too much because that's a lot of information that some people may just not really care to hear about. So if you're into that, then just Google it and there's a lot of resources. But I'll close out this throat chakra section with a quote on not allowing fear to dictate your life choices and on following your heart and your life purpose, right? So it's a quote by Jim Carrey. To find real peace, you have to let the armor go. Your need for acceptance can make you invisible in this world. Don't let anything stand in the way of the light that shines through this form. Risk being seen in all of your glory. Basically, what I took from this is it's important to clear out this negativity from the past and this fear of being seen, you know, this fear of getting in trouble or doing the wrong thing because it gets in the way of letting your own light shine through. We all have a specific life purpose that's unique to us. And if you're afraid of that, you'll never see your true potential and you'll never be seen for all your positive, amazing, unique aspects. So let go of fear. All right, guys. Okay, on to the sixth chakra. So the third eye chakra, also known as Ajna in Sanskrit. It's associated with the color indigo and the element of light. It's located in the middle of the forehead, like just above the eyebrows. And this organ is associated with the pineal gland, which is responsible for the sleep-wake cycle and producing melatonin and serotonin for your circadian rhythm and overall health in general. But the third eye chakra, it's commonly referred to as the seat of intuition. And because the third eye and the solar plexus, they're actually connected that's where this term gut feeling comes from because your intuition is connected to your stomach area and you'll kind of feel it. Super interesting. But the third eye is associated with clairvoyance, precognition, you know, seeing the future, right? Like you just know certain things are going to happen in the future. And this could come to you through dreams or visions, right? It's also associated with out-of-body experiences like astral projecting or lucid dreaming. If you guys have ever had sleep paralysis, also third eye. It's also associated with the ability to see auras or like the energy surrounding a person. It's also associated with pattern recognition, imagination, inspiration, and creativity, as well as visualization and dreaming. So if you ever have like crazy dreams or kind of prophetic dreams, that's your third eye. Sometimes it's trying to warn you about something. The third eye also deals with perception and extrasensory perceptions. And in any given situation, different people will perceive things in a different way based off of their own past experiences, their own beliefs. Everyone has their own kind of unique lens through which they see and experience the world, right? So whenever you're trying to open your third eye or trying to, you know, work with this area, it's super important to do shadow work and become aware of your fears and darker aspects of yourself that you may be suppressing or that you may be kind of ashamed of or that you want to keep hidden away. This is because our fears are the main thing that cloud our intuitions and perceptions, right? So if we think about how everything is a mirror and how you project your reality onto others, 
with projection, your own life experiences, fears, and beliefs about yourself or the world, they oftentimes can alter or distort the truth of whatever you're perceiving in the moment. And as a result, you may misinterpret whatever information you're receiving based on your individual perspective and fears. If you want to watch a more in-depth video on shadow work, I'll put it in the description. But something that I found that was really interesting was it's believed that while your two physical eyes help you remain aware of whatever's happening around you, right? So your current setting, your third eye helps you see beyond the physical or what's directly in front of you. And when the pineal gland is stimulated, it's believed that both hemispheres of the brain start to work together and help us transcend dualistic thinking, right? So if you have problems with overly literal thinking or having rigid thinking, as in it's hard for you to take on and understand perspectives outside of your own, opening your third eye can be very beneficial in helping you think outside of the box and come up with creative solutions and helping you realize that not everything is so black and white and right or wrong. Some benefits of opening your third eye are access to higher levels of consciousness and a realization that you are one with the universe, right? So you'll start to realize that everything and everyone is connected, that, you know, everything is for you and not against you. So some symptoms of a blocked third eye are, like I said, overly literal and rigid thinking, as well as confusion, lack of focus and purpose, as well as depression. And an overactive third eye can also lead to hallucinations and disassociation from the physical world. So this is just a theory that I have. Don't hate on me. With things like delusions and psychosis and maybe even like schizophrenic symptoms, I think it's because your third eye is really open without the shadow work to really analyze like the pain and negativity and negative ways of thinking that you're still holding on to that is affecting how you perceive the world, as well as your lower chakras not being open enough. So you're more top heavy and not as rooted in reality. So it's really important to ground yourself and really focus on opening and balancing the lower chakras that have to do with physical reality before you try to open the higher chakras, right? Because with anything that has a lot of levels to it, like a, a house, for instance, the foundation has to be strong first. Otherwise, it'll be weak or it'll come crashing down eventually. You know, it'll just, it won't be stable. It's also really important to regulate your sleep schedule, right? Because the third eye has to do with the pineal gland, which is associated with the sleep-wake cycle. It's really important to prioritize your sleep health, right? So it's good to sleep in complete darkness. So close your blinds, make sure that no light's coming in. And as soon as you wake up or as soon as possible, make sure to get direct sunlight in your eyes with nothing getting in the way of that light. So no glasses, no sunglasses, no hats, right? Because the third eye is associated with the light element, sunlight activates the pineal gland. Stargazing is another form of getting light into this chakra, as well as moon gazing. So whenever it's a full moon at night, it's beneficial to go out and just look at the moon, relax your eyes, and let the light in. Lastly, you can wear the color indigo or surround yourself with this color, and it'll help stimulate this energy center. So now we're on to the seventh and final chakra. And this is the crown chakra, right? So it's at the top of our head, exactly where you would expect a crown to be worn. So the crown chakra, also known as Sahasrara in Sanskrit, it is associated with universal consciousness and higher self. And the color it's associated with is violet or white. 
And the third eye and the crown chakra, they're actually really closely related. The crown chakra is primarily associated with the pituitary gland, but also deals with the pineal gland. So the crown chakra, it represents our ability to be fully connected spiritually. And when you do this, you're able to access a higher consciousness. So it gets us in touch with the universe and a higher power, whether that's God or, you know, source, whatever you want to call it. But Sahasrara in Sanskrit, it's translated as thousand petals, like a lotus at the top of your head. So your crown chakra is associated with awareness of higher consciousness and sacred wisdom, as well as the connection with the formless in the universe on a broader scale. It's also associated with transcendence of our limitations, whether that's limiting patterns, limiting beliefs, or the limits of the world we live in and time and space and certain things that hold us back from doing what we want. But when the crown chakra is blocked or out of alignment, it can manifest as constant cynicism regarding a higher power. So maybe you feel like God is against me because maybe you encounter a lot of negativity or bad situations. And as a result, you feel like the universe actually is against you, which it's not. It never is, right? It's for you. But if your crown is closed and blocked, then you may be disconnected from your spirituality and the sense of unity with the universe. And on the flip side, an overactive crown can manifest as disconnection with the body, right? And you really aren't present. It can also manifest as obsessive attachment to spirituality and like spiritual obsession, right? So while we are spiritual beings in a human body, it's still important to take care of earthly matters and to be here on the earth as a human, you know? But if you're too spiritual that you disregard these earthly aspects and taking care of yourself and making sure that all your affairs are in order, that could be a result of a crown chakra imbalance. Other symptoms of blockage are isolation and loneliness, as well as an inability to connect with others, lack of direction, inability to set or maintain goals, feeling disconnected spiritually, and on a physical level, neurological disorders, nerve pain, thyroid and pineal gland disorders, Alzheimer's, recurring headaches and migraines, schizophrenia and delusional disorders, as well as insomnia and depression. The crown chakra is also important because it supplies a sense of purpose. It could be a spiritual purpose, but also just in general. It makes you feel like there's a reason that you're here and your existence isn't pointless and you're not just a person floating on a rock, which is a common like saying and belief, but I don't necessarily agree because I think every individual person is important. It has a really strong impact on the world. We're all here for a reason, right? So in terms of opening and healing this chakra, some yoga poses that are really beneficial are called inverted asanas, right? So anything where your head is kind of on the ground, your feet are in the air, right? So things like supported headstands and shoulder stands. So you could do like a headstand against the wall every day. Try not to hurt yourself, but that'll be really beneficial because it also gets the blood flowing to this area. And also make sure to have a conscious breath and really get air flowing. One visualization technique for opening the crown is visualize a bright white or violet light pouring into the top of your head. And when this light kind of comes in, visualize it washing away any blockages. 
But regular meditation or prayer is one of the most important and helpful ways of opening and healing the chakra. So just connecting with yourself as well as a higher power or higher consciousness. And it doesn't have to be like a crazy type of meditation. Just get in touch with yourself every day for a little bit. And just make sure that your lower chakras are open and balanced and you'll be fine. All right. Anyway, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a good one. Bye-bye.